0: part one chapter fifteen of quo vadis a tale of the time of nero this librivox recording is in the public domain quo vadis by Henrik sinkevich translated by binyan and malevsky part one chapter fifteen petronius to vinitius i forward this letter from antium by a faithful slave expecting that thou wilt return an answer without delay by the bearer although thy hand is better used to the sword than to the pen i left thee hopeful and on a clear trail i trust therefore that thou hast already satisfied thy sweet desires in the arms of lygia or that thou wilt satisfy them ere the winter winds from the summits of Soracte shall blow on the campania o dear vinitius may the golden-haired goddess of cyprus be thy instructor and mayest thou in turn be the instructor of this lygian morning star fleeing before the sun of love but remember that even the most precious marble is nothing in itself and that it obtains real value only when the sculptor makes of it a masterpiece be thou such a sculptor o my beloved To love is not enough. One should know how to love and how to teach love even the common people and animals experience sensual delight but a genuine man differs from them in this that he transforms love into a noble art and conscious of its divine meaning recreates it in his mind so that he satisfies not only his heart but his soul often when i think of the vanity the uncertainty and cares of life it comes to my mind that perhaps thou hast taken the wiser course and that not the court of caesar but war and love are the only things worth being born and living for thou hast been fortunate in war be fortunate also in love and if thou art curious to know what goes on at the court of caesar i will send thee news of everything we are sojourning here at antium and taking care of our divine voice cherishing an unchangeable hatred to rome and intending to spend the winter at Baiae to appear in public at naples whose citizens being of greek descent are better critics than the wolf brood on the banks of the tiber people will come from Baiae, from pompeii from puteoli from cumai and from stabii there will be no lack of applause or crowds and this will be an for the expected expedition to Achaia as regards the memory of the little augusta yes we are still lamenting her we are singing hymns of our own composition so beautiful that the sirens from envy are hiding in the deepest caves of amphitrite the dolphins themselves would listen to us were it not for the noise of the sea our grief is not yet over hence we shall exhibit it in every form of sculpture known to art and we are careful that our postures shall be beautiful and that the world shall recognize this beauty oh my friend let us be mountebanks and comedians as long as we live all the augustales are here male and female not including five hundred she asses in whose milk poppaea bathes and ten thousand servants at times it is even cheerful calvia crispinilla is growing old it is said that she petitioned poppaea to be permitted to bathe after herself lucan slapped nigidia's face because he suspected her of relations with a gladiator sporus lost his wife to senecio at dice torquatus silanus has offered me for eunice four chestnut horses which will surely win this year at the races but i declined the offer i am grateful to thee that thou didst not accept her as to torquatus silanus he poor wretch does not suspect that he is more of a shadow than a man his fate is decided dost thou know what his crime is he is the great grandson of the divine augustus there is no help for him such is our world as thou knowest we have been expecting tiridates meanwhile we have received an offensive letter from volageses having conquered armenia he asks that it be left to him for tiridates and if it be not left to him he declares he will hold it in any case this is mockery we have decided on war corbulo will be given such power as pompeius magnus received in the war against the pirates there was a moment when nero hesitated he evidently fears the glory which corbulo may win by martial deeds it was even thought to give the chief command to our aulus but poppaea to whom pomponia's virtue is as salt in the eye opposed it vatinius notified us of a remarkable gladiatorial combat which he is preparing in beneventum behold the height to which cobblers rise in our time despite the saying let the cobbler stick to his last vitellius is the descendant of a cobbler but vatinius is the son of one perhaps he himself has stitched with the waxed thread Alloturus, the actor gave a great representation of oedipus yesterday he is a jew and i asked him whether jews and christians were the same he answered that the jewish religion is a very ancient one but that the christians are a new sect risen lately in judea that in the time of tiberius a man was crucified whose followers are increasing daily he has even been deified by them the christians it seems refuse to worship all other gods especially ours i comprehend not the harm which such worship would do them Tigellinus openly manifests his enmity to me. As yet he has not prevailed against me, though he is my superior in that he cares more for life, and is at the same time a greater knave than I, which helps him in Bronzebeard's eyes. Sooner or later these two will understand each other, and then my turn will come. I do not know when this will happen, but tis only a question of time. Meantime I must enjoy life. Life would not be a bad thing, if it were not for bronzebeard thanks to him one revolts at times disgusted against oneself the struggle for his favour must not be placed upon the same plane as that of rivals in the circus or in games where the victory is desired on account of ambition true i often explain it to myself in these terms but at other times it seems to me that i am in no way better than Kylo when thou dost need him no longer send him to me i delight in his edifying conversation present my greeting to thy divine christian maiden or rather implore her in my name not to be a fish to thee write to me about thy health and the progress of thy love affair know how to love teach how to love and farewell vinitius to petronius lygia has not yet been found were it not for the hope that i shall find her ere long Thou wouldst not receive this answer for one is not inclined to letter writing when concerned in a matter of life and death i wished to find out whether chilo was deceiving me so on the night that he came to secure the money for euritius i wrapped myself in a military cloak and followed him and the servant who i sent with him when they reached the appointed place i watched them from a distance hiding behind a portico pillar and i convinced myself that euritius had not been invented for the occasion below by the river groups of workmen were unloading stones from a large boat and hoisting them on the bank i saw chilo approach and enter into conversation with an old man who knelt down before him others surrounded them looking on with astonishment before my eyes the servant gave the purse to Eurysius, who seizing it began to pray raising his hands to the sky at the old man's side another was kneeling evidently his son chilo said something that i could not hear and blessed the kneeling figures and the others about them making in the air a sign in the form of a cross which evidently they all honor for all knelt down i would have approached them to promise three such purses to him who would deliver lygia to me but i feared lest i might spoil chilo's work so after hesitating for a moment i departed this was some twelve days after thy departure chilo has visited me frequently since he tells me that he has gained great influence among the christians he explains that if he has not yet found tis because there are such multitudes of christians in rome that they are not all acquainted with one another and cannot know everything that goes on in the community Besides, the Christians are wary and usually reticent, but he assures me that when he comes in contact with the elders called presbyters, he will be able to learn everything from them. He has gained access to some of them already, and has begun to question them, though with the utmost circumspection, lest he awaken their suspicions and thus raise difficulties in his own path. It is hard to wait, and I am impatient, but I feel that he is right, and I wait." He has gleaned the further information that the christians assemble for prayer beyond the city gates in empty houses and even in sand-pits they pray to christ sing hymns and hold feasts they have many such places of assembly Chilo thinks that Lygia goes intentionally to different places of worship than those frequented by Pomponia, so that the latter, if questioned by the authorities, would be able to swear that she did not know Lygia's hiding place. Perhaps the presbyters suggested this precaution. When Chilo discovers these places I will go with him, and if the gods permit me a sight of Lygia, by Jupiter she shall not escape me. My thoughts dwell continually on these places of prayer. Kylo does not wish me to go with him. He is afraid. But I cannot sit idle at home. I should recognize her at once, even in disguise or veiled. The Christians assemble during the night, but I should recognize her even at night. I should know her voice and movements under all possible conditions i will go myself in disguise and scrutinize every person who comes in or goes out i think of her always and shall certainly recognize her chilo is to come for me to-morrow and we shall go i shall take arms with me some of my slaves whom i sent to the provinces have returned without any news i am certain now that she is here in the city and possibly not far away i myself have looked through many houses under pretext of hiring them she will be far better off with me for she is now probably dwelling amid poverty i shall refuse her nothing thou sayest that i have chosen the happier lot nay i have chosen only suffering and sorrow we shall go first to the houses within the city then to those beyond the gates hope is born anew in my breast every morning otherwise i could not live Thou sayest that one should know how to love. I could speak of love to Lygia, but now I only yearn. I wait for Chilo, and I cannot stay at home. Farewell. End of part 1, chapter 15